Hey everyone, welcome to our Strong Mind, Strong Body podcast. I'm your host, Angie Miller, and today we are going to talk about how to use social media platforms to leverage business growth. So I have an amazing guest. She's been with me before. Her name is Carly Kent. She is the owner and founder of Gratitude Ropes, and I think that Carly has done an amazing job of leveraging social media channels especially Instagram and YouTube to leverage her business growth. So I'm going to bring her in. Carly, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. It's good to see you again, Carly. I think you are in California. Is that right? Yep, San Diego. All right. Oh, what a sunny area. Well, I would be jumping rope all the time too. I'm pretty sure if I lived in San Diego, you can go jump rope by the beach and all kinds of places. So exactly. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So you know what, Carly, I think that you've got a great business story. And again, you know, whether you fit pros out there, whether you're leveraging social media or not, at the end of the day, I think that it could be, it could, we could all easily say that social media is a free marketing tool, whether we love it, whether we hate it, whether we think we're good at it or not good at it. It's, pretty you know, universal that social media can really help us leverage our business growth. So before we even deep dive into that though, Carly, I always like to hear a little bit about people's stories. So tell me about your history in fitness and sport, because I know that you used to be a competitive jump roper. And I'm curious, uh, has fitness always been your thing? Was it always just jump rope or what led you into this fitness journey? My fitness journey? Um, you know, a lot of different things led me into my fitness journey. I started off um, as a competitive jump roper. I also ju- did gymnastics for probably about 10, 15 years. And then I've always been very active and staying healthy and all of that. Um, but what really led me into the fitness route is that just even through college and all of that, like I like to work out. I work out every day and I would see these trainers in there getting paid to not only work out, but also be able to help people and have the flexibility. So that kind of inspired me to be like, all right, maybe I don't need to go down or stay in this corporate path. Like maybe I can have, you know, I have what they're doing. I mean, if they can do it, why can I do it? So I already work out every day. So why not get paid for it? So that kind of inspired me to start thinking of new ways of um, how I can make fitness into my business. Yeah. Well, that's, and you know what, those are really good points actually, because if you already like working out number one, obviously you enjoy being around people, but you can turn what you love to do into a profit. But more importantly, like you said, there's flexibility in that there's some personal autonomy. So that's exactly right. So, you know, you got this childhood thing that you love to do. You've always been kind of competitive. It sounds like in your activities, whether it is gymnastics or jump roping, what was kind of the the turning point where you decided that you were going to, because it wasn't gymnastics, it's not, I don't think it's being a, a trainer, if you will. I think it was mainly yeah. the jump rope that you niched down and said, I want to make jump rope my business. What, what was the turning point for that? You know what? So with any passion that you have in life, um, you really have to dig down. And if you want to help other people, you have to dig down and think like, well, what what makes me love what I'm doing so much? How is that? However, it's helping me. I know it's going to be able to help other people. So jumping rope actually came to me after I had my second son and I used to do it as a child. And yes, I love doing jumping rope, but I mainly got back into it to try to figure out a way to stay fit around the house. I couldn't 
pay for babysitters. I couldn't leave my kids. And I was like, I need to get fit and I have to stay home. So what am I going to do? So I remember jumping rope. It's like one of the best full body workouts you can do anywhere, anytime. So I started picking up my jump rope again. I started getting in the best shape of my life after I had my second kid because you burn so many calories and I can do it at any time. I can take it to the park with them. I can do it at home. They love watching me. They'll join into me. And I realized it was helping me so much. And there are so many other moms and people out there that would benefit from knowing like, Hey, you don't have to go to the gym right now. You don't have to find sitters. You don't have to like come home after work and then rush over. Like you can figure out a way to fit this fitness in anywhere you're at. And so that right there made me become super passionate, not only about my childhood passion, which jumping rope is, but just how can I figure out how can I teach other people that they can do this as well? And then that sparked me into being like, all right, I, you know, I'm going to get, I'm going to get certified trainer and I'm going to come up with good, fun workouts that people could do anywhere, anytime. And the key to this is listening to people's feedback, whatever they need help with, you'll always find in their comments and their questions to you and digging deep into that is how you're going to connect with that audience and, and really come up with ways how it's going to benefit them. So I yeah, thought it was that- a great opportunity. That was actually, that was, that was super well said. And uh, thank you for kind of, because basically what I heard out of that was, you know, I love gymnastics. I love competition. I love fitness. I exercise every day, but now I've got these two kids and I need to figure out how to stay fit without having there be a lot of logistics, without having to get to the gym, get a sitter and Hey, I can fall back on this jump rope thing. And turns out because I'm passionate about it, I can help other men and women enjoy it as well. So I think that's when we're the most successful is when we find something that we love that lights us up. And then we figure out how to help light other people up through that passion. So very well said. That's exactly what you do. Yeah. And you know, the thing is too, what I heard you say in there is that you had to niche it down because there's a lot of, I'm sure there was a lot of types of exercise that you like to do, but you had to kind of hone in on which one do I like the most and how can I help people the most? What's going to give me the most leverage? Did I hear that right? No, that's exactly what you do. And you can't be scared to niche down. Like for instance, wellness is really huge right now. Like we all want to be well, like anything with wellness, we're like, how do I get well? Well, you take wellness and there's so many amazing things within the wellness industry that you can dissect and find that thing is find out whatever's helping you. Cause chances are what really helping you, you're going to be able to help other people. And if you can explain it in a matter that other people will get it and understand super basically, that's when you start helping people. That's when you find your little niche and that's how you grow your niche, but you can't be scared to niche down. When I first started out, I got super scared about niching down because I was so excited that I was growing so fast. Like I'm like this mom and I figured out a way to stay fit around the house. But then I also was attracting boxers and crossfitters that wanted to learn how to do double unders and all these things. And I got too scared to start talking about really what I was passionate about, which was how I can help, you know, moms really around the house and, and, mm-hmm. and stay fit and stay sane with their kids. And I got too scared to post videos of me working out with my kids next to me because I didn't want to turn off some of the other people. You can't be scared to do that. You have to focus in on what truly lights you up and what you love. And that is how you're going to attract more people like you. And those are your real people that are going to buy your product eventually, that are going to listen to you, that are really going to benefit from what you are sharing with them. So niche down whatever it is that you're passionate about, whatever it is you want to go after. Don't be scared to do that. There are other people like you. And the more authentic you are about what you're talking about, the more you're going to attract people. 100%. 
Yeah. And plus, I think that you said that really well, because I think you get scared initially when you start to see that growth. I can just see that happens, I think, with a lot of us. We start to see that growth. We start to hear from people in so many different arenas. Like you said, you were getting boxers and CrossFitters, but that really wasn't what lit you up. You were a single mom raising two kids, trying to connect with other moms and trying to give them some viable ways to get fit and make jump rope a fun activity for them to do. That was your way of connecting. And so it's not like you're telling other people you're not interested in them or turning them away. You can still answer their questions. But what I hear you say is all your, most of your time and energy got spent helping to help those moms because that's yeah, what exactly. your whole and business And know was that it's going to, that's going to be a challenge throughout our entire career. Like yeah. the world is constantly changing. Like I'm constantly getting like, Oh, there's now, you know, jump ropes, it's become super trendy over the last two years, especially during the pandemic. And you see people doing all these crazy tricks and all these things. And I have to like remind myself like, wait, should I be teaching those things? Are those, you know, should I be doing that? But no, those aren't my people. Those aren't my fitness people that are doing this to stay fit. I can't get distracted by what's trendy right now. I need to stay focused again on my niche people. And it's just like an, it's an ever, it's a, it's a battle. It's always, I'm always going on in my head. I always have to redirect myself. And that's where the discipline comes in as well. But just don't get sidetracked by all the fancy, shiny things around you. You need to stay on your path and focus on the people you're helping. you're helping. Yeah. So Carly, I want to reintroduce you. I'm talking to Carly Kent. She's otherwise known as Jump Rope Mom. And I am talking to her about how we leverage social media to grow our business. And Carly's the first thing I hear you say is niche down, figure out who your audience is. You know, it's interesting that you said that because you and I were talking about wellness when we were talking recently. And that's so true because wellness is so massive and all-encompassing that it's like, what is wellness? Well, someone like me, I've been doing wellness for three decades, Um, working in mental health, working with people's emotional health, working with physical health. I feel like I've been doing wellness for decades, but sometimes you got to niche down and say, what area of wellness is it that I really want to target? Just like you niche down and said, what do I, who do I really want to speak to with jump ropes? Because you're right. Crossfitters could enjoy jump ropes. Boxers could enjoy jump ropes, but that's not who you really want to connect with. So, plus I love that you've been putting your kids on more and more videos. And personally, when I click on your Instagram, I think that's, that's pretty cool. So, um, so let's Carly, let's talk about like specifically, let's go with, uh, let's go with YouTube. Can you give us some, tips, some dirty, quick tips that you use that helped you to grow your YouTube channel. Cause I feel like YouTube is just like this huge maze of a gazillion videos. How do you get people to notice you? Uh, being your authentic self. I know we hear this over and over again. Um, being who you are, if you are funny and goofy, be funny and goofy. If you're not funny and goofy, don't be funny and goofy. Just be yourself remind yourself of who you're helping. What are you really trying to connect and explain to people and do it in an authentic way on YouTube. And that's how you're going to get seen. There are so many people out there on YouTube trying to do what everyone else is doing and try to act like other people try to do the visuals other people are doing. Honestly, some of my best, best videos 
which to me are like, oh my God, they're so ridiculous. They're like these grassroots ones from the basement in my house. And people still today, some of them are just still going viral. Like, because people are like, oh my God, you just explained that so well. And I just didn't know what I was doing. I was just literally just trying to help people. And I was listening to what they were asking me. Anytime you don't have any topics or don't know what you want to talk about, you listen to what people are asking or what they're complaining about. And then you figure out a way how to turn that into a lesson of how you can teach them how to do that thing. Like for me, it's like people were like, I'm not coordinated. I can't jump rope. So then I would teach them how they can be coordinated and, and easy, actual steps. Like people need like, just like, they need to know everything. Like from the very beginning, like you pick up a jump rope, like you say that, like you literally got to be very specific. Uh, people are at all different levels and just listen to what they're saying and explain it in that type of manner. And chances are, whatever you're passionate about and how you want to teach people on YouTube, it's probably something that you're actually really passionate about you that helps you in some way. And so when I can think about how these certain things helped me, I, then I turn that into video and show them how it can help them. Um, but just making it about them, how you can help them, um, and just be real and keep them short, um, and good lighting. <laughs> That's really all you really need to do and be consistent in posting about on YouTube. You can't just post them a couple times and be like, ah, no one's watching them. It takes a while. You have to stay consistent and disciplined in doing that. Even when you feel like it's not helping, it is helping if you're being true to your passion and you know that there's other people out there that can benefit from it. Man, I heard a lot of tips in there, actually. I feel like you just threw out a ton of them. I think, number one, the first thing I heard was be authentic. Be exactly who you are. If you're goofy, be goofy. If you're serious, be serious. And then I heard uh, post consistently. Um, don't, you know, I'm, don't get on one week, you post five, five videos and then you, you ghost everybody for a month. So I heard you say, be consistent, be authentically you. I also heard you say, be short. So don't make your, your videos too long. Am I doing good so far? <laughs> you're doing really good. Yeah. And then I'm um, just make sure you're listening to the pain points of your ideal yeah. client. Like, what is it that they really want? Like, do they do they want to lose weight? Do they want to get fit? Do they want to learn how to use dumbbells? Like just listen to what they're asking you and, and you can turn that around and help them. Like that's where I get all my yeah. topics is just listening to the feedback people give me. And then I'm like, wow, that they're, they're asking for that. Like they, people want to learn this. Um, and that's how you come up with like the best topics that are going to help other people. Even um, looking at your competitors, not that we're going to be anything like them, but when you can kind of read through their comments and see what people want, um, you get a good idea of your ideal customer and and what people are asking for. Yeah, I I think that's a that's a great idea is is listening to the pain points of your people because that's a huge one. I think sometimes we think we know what's best for people. So you know you're this expert jump roper, so you might be a person who could have easily gotten caught up in I'm going to do what I think would be best for for people to learn how to jump rope. But you're not saying that. You're saying the opposite. I'm going to do what they tell me because actually they're my best teacher. And in order for me to teach them, I have to know what they want to be taught. And I also thought that was perfect when you said you break it down to the bare basics because someone like me, that's exactly what I would want. Literally step one to step seven, pick up your jump rope. This is how I want you to put your hands. This is where I want you to put your feet. Um, funny story. It reminds me of, I don't know if you ever remember doing this when you were in like elementary school, but we used to remember we were taking a class and our teacher made us teach the simplest something to everyone in the class. So 
I taught everyone how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And so if you would forget to say, pick up the knife, which I did, everybody dipped their hands into the peanut butter. And so the idea was to teach you that people only know what you tell them to do. And so you have to be as concise and direct in your explanation as possible and not assume that people know things. Not because you're trying to be patronizing or assume that your audience isn't intelligent, but because I think people would rather be successful. And in order to be successful, they want you to break it down to the bare basics, right? <laughs> That's exactly what it's about. Yeah. And just know that like, honestly, 90% of people on YouTube are out there not really thinking about what their ideal customer wants, but what what they think they want. So if you can dig down, you're going to be ahead of the curve, dig down and just really think about what have people been asking you how to do? What have they been wanting to do? Uh, when you can really get deep down and get that connection and talk about it, you're going to be ahead of the curve on YouTube. Just, I promise you. Yeah. So that's kind of what helped you then being authentic, niching down, posting consistently yeah, and, and listening it, it, to your people. Yeah. Were you, sorry about that. Exactly. Were you going to say something? Yeah. And um, I do use my social media to go back and forth. You know, I started on Instagram um, and they both just kind of flow back and forth and they help me balance both of them out. Um, and, you know, they bounce back and forth, but I, the way I get to know my audience is probably more through Instagram. And then I'm able to post videos on YouTube using what I do know from my, my audience on Instagram, because you, it's a lot more personal, personal on, on Instagram that it is on YouTube. Um, you really get to know who your ideal audience is and what they want and their pain points. And then I can use that to help grow my YouTube channel. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually glad you brought up the whole Instagram thing. Cause I was going to go there next, but I want to reintroduce you, Carly. So I'm talking to Carly Kent. She's jump rope mom. And she made a, a living off of doing her childhood passion. She now teaches jump rope to her main audience is women all over the globe. And actually Carly, then you started gratitude ropes and I'll dig into that in a minute. But basically what Carly is saying is niche down, find exactly who you want to talk to, you can answer questions from other people, but know your audience because the more you know them, the more they're going to know you. It's that connection. It's like making a friend. You're making a friend with your audience. You didn't necessarily want to make a friend with the men. You wanted to make friends with the women who were sharing space with you. So let's talk a little bit about Instagram, Carly. Um, you mentioned that Instagram is more personal than YouTube, and I'm, I'm not a YouTube person. And uh, so, you know, from where I sit, I could definitely agree. I think Instagram's far more personal. People can message you and talk to you. But what else have you learned about Instagram that would help um, other trainers? So Instagram, people are looking for a connection, you guys. Now more than ever, like think about it when you're on Instagram, like, yeah, we like to watch little videos here and there, but what keeps us on those platforms is the connection we're feeling to people. People are talking about their feelings. They're talking about their life. They're showing you what's going on. It's no longer like the pretty fake pictures everywhere of, of this beautiful Instagram. People want to see real life. They want to see themselves where you're at. And so the more you can connect with your audience on a really personal level, the more you get to know what they want, the more they trust you. Um, and it, and that, that's basically how Instagram is. It's just really, really personal. And um, you take that 
audience and then you give them what they want on YouTube. YouTube is more people just going on there. You aren't on there scrolling, trying to like watch funny videos. Most time you're on there because you want to do a great workout, at least our audience. We want to get a good workout in. We want to learn how something new. We want to watch a tutorial and then we're off and we're back on Instagram, you know, kind of wasting our lives looking at what everyone else is doing in their life. And so Instagram is a huge, huge thing. If you're not on it, start getting on it and being authentic and just getting to know your audience, like being authentic, really seeing where they're at and, and being true to yourself. Like that's how you connect to people. Don't be embarrassed to post about um, some of your workouts or being too exhausted or whatever it is. Just be real on there, inspire them, connect with them, and then they're going to follow you over on YouTube and anywhere else you go. But yeah. definitely use that as a way to get to know your people and find out what, what it is that they're missing and what they want. You know, I couldn't agree with you more because if there's, there's only really one social media medium that I kind of halfway enjoy in truth. And that is Instagram. And I, the people that I follow are the people who kind of tell me stories about their lives. Um, I follow a lot of women who inspire me, who are very authentic, ask authentic questions, tell authentic stories and really draw in their audience, you know, connect with them through situations that they're facing, connect with them through their own personal sticking points. So I think that's good because what I really hear you say, Carly, is that you use Instagram to leverage YouTube because <laughs> once people trusted you on Instagram, like you said, they'll follow you anywhere, right? Exactly. And that's how you get to know your people. So definitely yeah. get on there and uh, start exploring that. Yeah. Well, and I agree with you too. I think that it's not so much about perfection on Instagram. I think that more and more people are just being the real selves that they are. And, and I couldn't agree more during the pandemic because I saw more gray hair on women and more women saying, this is who I am. This is what I look like and I'm going to embrace it. And so here I am, my full authentic self. So um, Carly, I have a question for you. What, what are your sticking points? Because I always want to know when somebody has done this so successfully, what are your sticking points or your greatest challenges throughout this, this journey? Cause I feel like you grew very quickly. Ah, thank you. I mean, that you asked me, I feel like it's slow, but you know, that's how we're always comparing ourselves to other people, which we don't want to do, but it happens. Um, my biggest, Oh my gosh, my biggest um, pain point or hardest thing is um, being disciplined and that's so crazy for someone like me to say that because I'm super disciplined in a lot of areas of my life I, I've always worked out every day I always get up I'm like never I'm very disciplined in some ways but having your own business and starting from scratch um, you don't have that like I have to be there at nine like I gotta clock in you don't have that so on days when you feel exhausted you're like you know what um, I'm just going to take today off. Like I kind of need a mental break. And then, you know, the next day you're like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to take the noon off. Like I, I got, I'm exhausted. It's just being disciplined. And, and it's hard to stay disciplined when you don't see your, when you don't see like everything you're putting in come back to you. Right. It takes a little mm -hmm. bit of time to build money. It takes time to build your audience and all that. And it's hard to put in the work when you're not seeing the results. Um, so you've got to stay disciplined and you got to just stick with it. Um, that's the biggest thing because we aren't going to see results right away. And we don't have someone being like, great job. Like you're kind of your own cheerleader and you just have to believe that the results are going to come even when you don't see them. You know, it's interesting that you said that about, I couldn't agree with you more about the discipline thing, because I think that I've always, always had so much autonomy in my career. And I've always considered myself to be a very disciplined person. 
And yet it's so easy if I want to, to let myself off the hook because there's nobody monitoring my whereabouts or, you know, obviously I have a schedule and so forth and I see clients, but for the most part, I have a lot of autonomy in how I schedule my time. And so you're right. You do have to be very tenacious. And then there's one other thing that you said, and I think that that is a pivotal one in owning your own business and having a very authentic presence. And I, I, I really want to, um, hone in on that because you said there's nobody telling you great job, great job. And it's funny, yesterday I had a conversation with my oldest daughter and um, <clears throat> she's feeling frustrated in her job. And she's like, you know, so much of it is that I realized my boss doesn't really go out of her way to say, hey, great job or hey, I noticed this. And she's like, I've, I've learned something about myself. I really thrive off of positive feedback. I thrive off of people noticing my work. And I was like, you know, that's pretty insightful, actually, for a young person. And I think that we all need to hone in on that. If we're a person who thrives off of um, a lot of consistent feedback, being your own business person, that feedback is going to come from your people, right? You don't have a manager, so to speak. So I'm, yeah. I'm so glad that you brought that up. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a real feeling and everybody wants to be recognized regardless. If you think you don't, if you dig down deep enough, we all do. There's always reasons of why we're doing things. Um, and yeah, you gotta be your own cheerleader sometimes. Um, and eventually, you know, it will all come out, but yeah, stay disciplined and don't give up. <laughs> you yeah, don't see the results think, right away. Right. I think that schedule goes a long way. And I think that again, knowing that it is hard to not have that kind of consistent feedback. And so trying to deliver to your, to your people so that your people will give you consistent feedback. But, um, so I have another question for you. Um, what is, who's your wingman or your wing woman? Who, who do you consider like that person? Who's the wind beneath your wings? <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> who is that person? Honestly, um, gosh, isn't that sad? I don't have any one specific person. I, depending on where I'm at and what I'm meeting, I have different people that I inspire to, or I look to for guidance of where I'm at. Um, I don't have any one person. Um, I've, I've had a lot going on the last two years. Um, I went through divorce and, and I've just really had to last couple of years, take a lot of responsibility on for my own. And I've been, I've been doing a lot of it alone, but I've been looking for people, um, even random people on Instagram that I've now developed connections with that help me with what I'm, what I'm looking for in my next step. If I want to grow my YouTube business right now, I'm working on my new online platform to teach courses online. And so I have a new wingman that's helping me kind of teach me how they did it, how they were success successful with it. Um, a year ago, I had somebody that started their own online business. So I kind of like helped, I kind of like went to them and, and, and looked for their answers and, and they helped me you know, grow that business. So I have different people, um, depending on where I'm going in my life, like we're always changing and we're always growing and you can't stay stuck in one spot. Like you just kind of have to go with, with where you're at and, and find those people that, um, are in the same position you are at and grow together. Okay. I think that that's a fair answer. I think that that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, Carly, uh, cause I think what you're saying is I'm sure you have family and loved ones and good friends. But I think what you're saying is from a business perspective, your wingman or your wingwoman is actually the person who's kind of helping you get through a sticking point, a person who knows more than you about a specific topic. And, you know, chances are you're paying for those services and that works quite well, because that way 
um, you're paying for services and you're getting something in return. So it's a win-win for everybody, right? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. so um, yeah. I have one more question for you. I'm speaking to Carly Kent. She's jump rope mom. She's talking all about social media. She's had some amazing tips. So if you're just tuning in, I hope you go back hit the rewind button because I'm telling you, she got some great tips for growing your social media, growing YouTube. But I have to end with one question, Carly. I got to know your dirty, dark secret, something that no one knows about you. <laughs> oh, tell my dirty, darkest secrets. Um, uh, okay. Um, you know, I you can tell a business people, one. I, think I talked about a little bit earlier. Um, I think a lot of people see me on social media and see how, happy I am, which I am happy. And I'm always smiling. I'm always bouncing around everywhere. Um, but just don't, don't look at me and, and be like, or anybody and be like, wow, their life's perfect. Like they, they're so happy. Like, of course they're like, they don't, they have nothing going on in their life. Like they're just jumping rope and they're making money and this and that. And I have a lot of challenges that I've had to do to get to where I'm at. Like I said, I got divorced. I'm a single mama too. I had to figure out a way to support my life. Honestly, I had to sell my house. I had to do all these insane things that are behind the scenes that you guys don't see. So just know that we all have our own struggles and I'm choosing to focus on the positive things. And I like to inspire other people by doing those things. And I know it can help other people because we all have struggles. And so just don't think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm different because I have this easy life because I jump rope or other people just know that we all have these things that we battle with and we figure out how to get over them. And so my dirty secrets would be that I have a lot of struggles behind all this happy jumping around and just know that like we all can overcome them. We just kind of figure out what we want to focus on little by little, just believe in yourself, have gratitude and um, you can turn things around. You can make anything. If somebody else is doing it, you can do it too. There's no difference. And that's what I always said to myself my whole life. When I see people doing things, instead of being like, dang, they're so lucky. I'd be like, awesome. I can do that too then. And I'm going to figure out how I'm going to do it. And that's my attitude. And that's how it's been. And that's how I continue to get over all these insane hurdles that we all go through in life. And I'm going to continue to go through, but it's okay. When I see other people doing it, it gives me motivation to say, I can do that too. Uh, you know what, Carly, as you were talking, I came up with a t-shirt. Are you ready? Okay. Drum roll, please. Being successful does not mean being struggle-free. Okay. Just because you're successful does not mean you're struggle free. I do think that we all get into that slippery slope where we get stuck in quicksand and we think that everyone else has it all figured out. And we look on social media and we see them surviving and thriving. But like you said, success does not mean that we are without struggle. So um, all of us have our dirty, dark secret. I'm so glad that you honed in on that one. Because what we put out, and, and I talked about this in a previous episode, I said that social media is like the best of episode of everyone's life. And so obviously when I get on social media, I'm going to do the best of. Um, granted, I'm going to tell some stories about some difficulty, but I'm not going to bleed on social media. I'm not going to, like you said, you're not going to talk about how you had to sell your house and the dirty darkness of going through a divorce. You're going to be authentic, but not draw everyone into the muddy water with you. I think that's kind of the distinction that I hear. Exactly. Right? exactly Showing yeah. up as I'll our best I'll share things self. here and there, but that's not really what I'm... Um... I'm focused on doing right now. I want to help people in inspiring them to do things, which is talking a little bit about my dirty secrets, but it's not something that you see on my regular post all the time, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So, you know what, Carly, thank you so much. Thanks to all of our NASM and APA listeners. Uh, Carly, you have given us a ton of great information. So thanks to all of you for tuning in, because guess what? Today is International Women's Day and it's Women's History Month. And so I really want to talk to women who I think are making history, women who are out there doing all they can to help other women. So thanks, Carly. And thanks to all of you. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.